The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of OTS. I'm your host, Darnell Autry, and I'm... Joined as usual with my guy Jay Deezer. What's up? What's going on, man? Just headaches and <laughs> <laughs> man, it feels like it's been a long time, man. It has been a long time. What, we did a rerun weeks? last week. It's been two weeks. Lots happened in two weeks. Absolutely. So much has happened. But first, again, as always, we want to thank Grant for all his efforts and all his hard work. Uh, you still earn the same amount that you earned uh, the week before that. No, he got. He's just multiplying what he times what he had originally. Oh, so he stepped it Multiplying it. Don't spend it all in one place, Grant. Zero times <laughs> a million is a zero, baby. <laughs> no, but for real, for real, we we appreciate it, Grant. I know you got a lot on your plate, my man, and we, and we appreciate all your efforts as always. Uh, so I mean, and and. and I also want to take a minute to thank my guy Will Bennett. I, I don't think we yeah. actually got a chance to do that, did we? I mean, he was there, was or did we? We did. We did. All yeah. right, well, but we we'll do it again. Yeah, we might as well do it again. Might as well. Uh, yeah, we appreciate it, Will. You the man, Big uh, Willie Style. Big Willie Style. We appreciate <laughs> that as per normal protocol. Now I'm 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 burning up. I, I, I'm so I'm so geeked right now about this whole basketball thing and what's happening right now. I told you. I told you. Before, during the season, it's neither here nor there to me, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm like, eh, you know, they held out. It was like, a, you know, 82 games, but this year it was only 79. Or whatever whatever amount that is, they got them in, whatever. Nobody cares until after, you know, All-Star. And then even this year, people really didn't care too much to All-Star. And now... It's mad interesting. Now, now it is extremely, and it's been extremely interesting for the last three weeks. It's been, I mean, really, you really can't pick anyone. It's been, it's a lot of parody in these playoffs. Because Man. I'm thinking San Antonio is just going to roll Oh, they look so good game. The first two games, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, okay, see, so got no shot. No chance whatsoever. I'm like, that is, they're, they're growth. I was like, this is, they, and they rolled. They just absolutely I mean, rolled. Them young guns. Are just man tripping. <laughs> I am extremely excited to see them cats go on from here. I mean, the, you know, next year, the, I mean, I think Harden's gonna want to go somewhere where he can be the starter and make big money. I mean, who wouldn't? But and when they lose him, it's gonna change the dynamic. I get that, but you got to stock up with somebody else that's a like a Harden because man, are they athletic? Man, are they? They just can run for days. I mean, man, and, and they have good chemistry. I, I mean. Y- you definitely have three different walks of life with all three of them were their big three. No doubt. And, you know, and, and the thing is, is that it's, 
for them, it's not even just that they have the big three. You know, they have they have Serge Ibaka, who's a really athletic guy. They got you Fisher. know Fisher, who's a great clutch guy and a leader. Mm-hmm. And he reminds me of you, and everybody tells you that. And I'm big tired Derek, of that. Big Derek Fisher face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big Derek Fisher face. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, and they got Derek Fisher, and they got Serge Ibaka, and then they got of course Duran, and they got Westbrook, and then they got Carlson, who shows shows up and just gets hustles. You know, and and Kendrick Perkins in there, big ugly man. The big ugly gets in there and he starts shoving people around. He, I don't think he's been happy at all his whole life. I mean, he just woke just, up yeah, mad. He just woke up pissed. He was born pissed. <laughs> born just completely pissed. I want to stay another week. Yeah, Why exactly, you make me come out? Exactly. Milk. I need milk. You know what I mean? Like he probably, he was born pissed off. But I mean, you know, and, and they got a lot of great role players that come in. And, and and show up and want to be a part of the of the show and you know they got what's the other kid that that defends who's who's really good um uh the the Frenchie I know who you're talking about don't <laughs> yeah you know you the Frenchie yeah, you, you, yeah what's his name I don't remember his name <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get him to say his name like uh, I don't, I don't know what the man's name is but he, I mean he, when he's ready to defend he defends I mean he gets after it you know who I can see. Going there next year? Who's that? Nash. Man. I I mean, oh, man. Where, I just think, where I think Westbrook that, becomes more like a, a, a one or a number a two guard. Oh, man, and then he moved. Man, I don't know, man. I I want. I think Steve Nash looking at that track meet like, nah, I don't think I really want to be a part of that track meet. No, he, I'm getting old. I'm getting well, old. Well, I want to see him in Chicago, but right, anyway. yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm too old for that. Them but young let's guys. not I mean, discount just, the Spurs. The Spurs. I mean, first of all. This has been like you look at their big three; they're all foreigners. They're, I mean, well, I mean, Tim, no, Duncan, Tim, well, Tim Duncan wasn't born here, but but when you when you say foreigners, I think like you actually play you play on a, on another team. You play, you don't play for the USA when world game when the world. You know I, mean, I mean, but he still spent a lot of time in Jamaica, right? Oh, he's uh, yeah, he's a Jamaican kid. Yeah, right? he was born in Jamaica, and he's probably got a house there and all that stuff. But, no, but I I, I want to say he didn't come to the U.S. until later, like like later in his high school career, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I, I mean, either way, I don't I don't I don't see Tim Duncan as first of all, I don't necessarily see Jamaican as, Jamaica as a foreign place. But, but the, I but mean, I get, in but, NBA, I get, but I get I get what you're you, saying. Then, and it's not Jamaica either. He's from a different island. He's mm, not Jamaican. I don't know. Uh, then, then you have you have Ginobili, right? And then you have Tony Parker, right? Another Frenchie. Yeah, another Frenchie. But uh, uh, coffee. Yeah, but I'll tell you this though, honestly and truly, I do. I, I they ran when the first two first two games came out. I was like, wow, you know. And I was talking to another friend of mine at work. He was like, I was like, listen, the bottom line is this. I don't think anybody on the East can beat San Antonio. That's it. I mean, that they look that dominant. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that Boston could keep up with that. There's no way that you know the Heat can keep up with that. There's nobody on that side that can keep up with it. Then all of a sudden, psh, come on with it. They, uh, yeah, Saint Croix, Saint Croix, yeah, Saint Croix. Got gotcha. you, Virgin Islands, not Jamaica. But again, to me, that's same, same. Uh, no disrespect to anybody who's from Jamaica. Um, what, started in ninth grade. Right. So ninth grade, he came over to the States. But still, I still uh, don't think, I don't consider Virgin Islands like a, the foreign that, that you're thinking. British that, rule. Yeah, Different mindset. Yeah. And, oh, I'm going back to the mindset. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he's, but ninth he's, grade, more, though. he's still 
it takes about a year or two to even get acclimated. But high school, but high school is your formative years. You go really crazy in that time, and so I don't. I, anyway, long story short, I don't think I don't. We'll agree to disagree. Fair enough. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I, I, I mean. They were just so dominant. I just was like, wow, you know, no one can beat them. That's it. And my friend I was talking to at work was a huge, is a huge Boston fan. He was like, oh man, you know, that's it. You know, even if we get through, we're not going to get through San Antonio. That's just that. And then the, the track meet that is the, uh, the OKC Thunder just ran through them like, look, listen, we put the Lakers out and we made them look bad. Okay. And we put you out and we made you look bad. So now they're resting. So now we go to the East, right? And the East, I mean, the East had all kinds of things, and I figured that the East would end right about where it's at right now, right? I mean, Boston with the Heat, right? Uh, yeah, I'm scared now. Okay, so, uh, so I mean, what do you, what do you mean? I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm not a Boston fan necessarily. Right. Rajon Rondo is a Beast. KG is a beast. I like him. When he's 36 years old, you're like, oh, God, he's over his prime. And he comes out energized like he's. You know, because I I, I was watching him in high school and he was playing for Farragut. Right, exactly. um, But for me, it's like this I like a lot of individual players on there, but I just can't like a Boston team. Mm. For some reason, uh-huh. uh, it's just so you Boston well, bias. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't like hater? the I don't like the Patriots. I like players on the Patriots. Uh, I, I you respect, a Boston hater, okay? But I'll, I'll say Rajon is a killer. So I'm thinking like, whoa, he is just handling everybody it, to the point where they had to put LeBron on him at a at a point, right? Um, and then with the inconsistencies with the Heat, I was like, uh, part of me was like, I do not want the Heat to lose this. Because of all the hell that LeBron and company is going to take. Which would be well earned. Yeah, and I have a feeling that LeBron, I mean, I still think some change is going to be made after the season. They, they, they it has to be. It has to be. Even if they win it, they still have to make some changes. They're, I mean, I think the bottom line is, is I do not think that, I think it's going to be a great series, but I got, and again, I don't mean to do early predictions, uh, but I got Boston beating Miami. In Miami, tomorrow. I think so too. Wow, that, I thought for sure you're gonna be like, oh no, it's gonna be because that would be insult to injury. If Boston can keep it close to like ten points going into the fourth quarter, that's enough to make Miami nervous. Because if Miami doesn't run them out of the gym by the fourth, that's not happening. The Heat should have slit their throats when they had a chance. They, uh, the old dogs who know how to win, who's done it before. It's, I mean, and then you have a young pit bull at a point guard that don't like anybody. No, he don't like anybody. I, I mean, mean him that, bump, that bump he gave uh, LeBron at the game yesterday. Yeah. And at first you were like, oh, you know, the announcer was like, oh, he gave a bump of encouragement, you know, a little love, a little spot up. But then you re-look at it, it was like, no, that wasn't, that didn't look like love. That was more like, I see you. You ain't, you know. I'm, I ain't Do you heard that. him talking to him? Yeah. They were talking, uh, when he, was like, free he, was like, he was like, don't play that. He was, it looked like he was like, no, don't but, act uh, like that. A couple games ago when he was at the free throw, you could see Rajon talking stuff too. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't You don't want to take the last shot or something like that. Well, I mean, LeBron's been awful on, on the free throw line. Except just, for. He's been awful. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, I mean, yesterday, Lamar, uh, LeBron was a grown man. And here's the thing, and I and I tell everybody that I I, I, I tell everybody this that I that I watched the game. I'm like, listen, halfway through that game, you go, listen, LeBron as as a coach for Boston, you go, listen, we're not hitting our shots, okay? We need to play a better defense, 
Okay? And we're going to let LeBron do his thing. There, there's nobody on our team that can stop him. When he's mm-hmm. on like that, there was no one on the planet that could stop Michael Jordan when he's doing his thing. There's no one on the planet that can stop Tim Duncan when he's doing his thing. There's no one on the planet that can stop Kobe when he's doing his thing. Same with Dwayne Wade. Same with any of the big time, like Durant. There's mm-hmm. no one that can stop these guys. So, okay, listen, today is LeBron's day. He's going to be going off. But what we're not going to do is we're not going to start putting three-on-one. We're not going to do two-on-ones and let him kick it out to the role players and let the role players start, start getting, getting rolling. Yeah. We can't let that happen. We'll let LeBron, let LeBron score 70. I don't care. Let it, and then you shut everybody else down to 10, 15, doom, and then you win the game. But I'll say this. If LeBron had scored any more, I'd say if he had got 50, he would have came in with a confidence this last game. That would have been dangerous. So I wouldn't necessarily adhere to that method of let him score as much. But you, you, you let you let LeBron do what LeBron's going to do. That's fine. He and he cooled off some, a little bit at the second half. Like he yeah. cooled off substantially, right? But the bottom line is, you let LeBron do what LeBron's going to do. You cover him. You do. You run your same defense that you normally do, and just let him do his thing. You don't start set. You don't. You don't. Jump off of Chalmers and and Battier, not because you think they are so dangerous, but you don't want them to get rolling. Mm-mm. You don't want them to get hot. You just want them to be part of the thing and want everybody standing around and watch LeBron do his show. Perfect, LeBron, do your thing. I don't care if you score seventy. <laughs> Go off. Because if it comes to the end of the game, we know we know he ain't gonna be there. He ain't gonna be there. That's not his thing. He's he's a he's a twenty to twenty yard guy. You know he's he's great in the in the middle of the field. You know if you're doing football terminology, he's great twenty to twenty. But when it comes down to scoring touchdowns, I think ah, you know maybe that ain't that ain't my that ain't my bag. You know I can run for three hundred yards, but I'm not gonna score no touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? That's just not my thing. But. I, I I still, I still watched the game, and, and yeah, the shots weren't going in. But then, the, you know, Boston was turning the ball over, and they were throwing. I mean, they were throwing crazy passes, and they became a stagnant the offense. And it just, it just didn't seem like Boston. They looked like they showed up, and they thought that Miami was just going to lay down. Yeah, they were trying to force it a little bit at the end. But even with, even there was, the, there was that point in the game, and I think it was right before halftime, or right at, or somewhere in the right before halftime when they did the, you know, they fouled, then it, it, it pushed the, the, you know. You started out, it could have been 8 or 7 or 8 or something like that. It ended up being 12 or something. I mean, those kind of swings in those games crush you. They mm-hmm. absolutely crush you. And those are the swings that you need to, to fall in your favor to come back from being down by 20. You know, you need those kind of swings to be the other way. You don't need to be on the losing end of those kind of swings. Exactly. You know? And and I will say this. Bass, I don't even know where he came from, but he's, I mean, he's showing up too. All right, well, we're going to take a break, man. I, I, this got me fired up. All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll be back. Uh, Voice America. OTS. <laughs> Darn J.D. Harris. You know what I'm saying, J.D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to fill in for you. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. 
The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. Thank you very much, Wanda. I appreciate that. Wanda. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you're dead. No, you're dead. No, you're dead. Speak, speaking of that. Right. Uh, you remember June 23rd, the bruh man coming yeah, into town quick, quick plug to do the, the show? Quick plug for the show, uh, right? Yeah, you got Sonya D from uh, Dev Comedy Jam, Juan Villarreal, and Anna John. So uh-huh. hopefully my boy D'Autry gets out there and gets some laughs on. And my brother Brent is actually going to be the opening act. So I will throw a tomato at his butt if he's not uh-huh. funny. Yeah, as well you should because that's what you're supposed to do to family members. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're back. We're back with these with the sports and all this. Uh, uh, the, back to the finals and all that noise. Uh, and I was just making a comment right before we we went to break that I thought that Brandon Bass, Brandon Bass is showing up. Brandon Bass is is a scrappy, tough, strong. Inside guy, he's mm-hmm. undersized, but he makes up for the athleticism and just true grit, heart. just heart yeah, and yeah. grit. You can't coach there. it. No, can't measure it. No, no, you can't. You can't measure it at all. But uh, yeah, so LeBron did go off. Uh, just some 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 numbers so that everybody can kind of get a gist. Forty five points, thirty in in the first half, fifteen rebounds, nineteen to twenty six uh, from the field. I mean that's seventy three percent shooting. I mean so, uh, game seven in Miami. We both went with Boston in Miami, which would be really, really hardcore. Uh, so go ahead. Go ahead. Well, real, I was just going. I was just going to finish up the basketball with you know the you know the Hornets get the the first pick, which well, they're going to get. They're going to unify and get. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you was going to go there with it, and everybody's talking. Everybody's talking about them going with Anthony Davis. Uh, who uh, looks like he has a bat on his face? <laughs> but listen, they're they're gonna go with the best talent out there. You know, he's a young guy. He's long rangey. I mean, he's got long arms. He's a he's a 
inside Kevin Durant kind of guy. Yep. Long wingspan, long wingspan, tall, long eyebrow wingspan. Yeah, yeah eyebrows that span across his forehead, which is not good, Anthony. Not good. You're gonna make a lot of money, sir. I, I, I could just see them just put I eyebrows suggest, on b- b- banners. I, everybody's wearing the instead of the mustaches. <laughs> everybody's wearing the eyebrows. No, like, like when they did the Drew Brees. Yeah, birthmark. yeah the little birthmark. Yeah, exactly. And they're all wear. They were wearing the Harden uh, beards. They're gonna wear the the Davis uh, eyebrows. No, no, buy some tweezers. Buy some tweezers or get connected to a nice electrolysis. Or, <laughs> or get involved with a nice lady that does that does facials and she can go in there and sculpt them bad lads up and make you look like a human being and not like a Ferengi <laughs> from Star Trek. Okay? So you don't have to have the unibrow anymore. Okay? You can you will be able to afford to be able to go on with your life. Without having that bat on your face. What about the Orlando deal and what's up with the possibility of Phil Jackson? And I don't know none of the, nothing about that. So won't you elaborate? How about that? You elaborate. I don't know nothing about that. So why don't you well, share with there, us? The rumors were um, that they were trying to get Phil Jackson to come in as the general manager or president. And what would happen is Brian Shaw would then be the head coach. Uh, and they felt like a... Uh, personality like Phil Jackson would be able to um, pretty much bring everybody together, g- make a decision on Dwight Howard, either convince him to stay or track other free agents to come. Like make a trade for him, uh, for your boy at uh, L.A. And I am rarely, rarely a fan of bringing in someone that is um, great at coaching, great with hands-on stuff, but but I think he would be too far away in the GM spot to be able to have the impact that you would have if you were the coach and you're on the sideline and you're talking to the players on a regular basis and you're in the locker room and you're you know you're going through the strife throughout the season. You know I think I think that's when a coach really builds. You know, and as a GM, you kind of you're you're, you're you're you know what I mean. You're kind of distant from that. I agree, but I think his pr- mere presence there, and it, just like when it was always the thought that Pat Riley might come down from Miami. Well, and I think that was the only. And I was going to use that ex- that that example as Pat Riley is. It's it's only worked because the, the the mega stars that they have, right? But I don't think that I think they are struggling mightily because. Eric Spolstrom is doesn't have because he he's getting out coached. He doesn't have the experience, and I think that he's getting out coached. But thank God they have the three stars that they do because. But I think Pat Riley is still too far away, really, to be at, to have the same impact that he would have had at New York and what he had. At, yeah, if he was a coach, and I'll say this though, I I think what Eric what he's facing, a lot of teams didn't have talent that equivalent. With the Heat have and plus a bench, right? And so now it is no longer you just have three athletic dominant players. You're coaching against three solid, four solid NBA players, right? Absolutely. And uh, I think that's the problem. But to go build off of what you're saying too, with with Phil Jackson, the other issue was that Phil was going to only come a couple days out of the week and still stay stay in L.A. Which I wouldn't be surprised if Phil goes back to L.A. Well, here, I, I, again, if you're not coaching, if you're not on the sideline, and again, this is not this this is not Larry Bird, okay? Because Larry Bird went from player to the man, 
Didn't, did he no, coach? He coached. Did, did he coach? I thought he coached for a second. I don't think he did. I don't know. Check. That, I don't know. I, don't know. That he I, did. Thought, I thought he may have crashed I and burned. I don't know that he did. Um, but either way, I mean, still the proof is in the pudding and how he responded to, um, you know, the bottom line is is that you know, Indy, Indy's got to make some moves. They they can't they can't stay the way they are. They're they're talented, but they they clearly need to make moves and and it's on Larry and the, and the team to figure that out. But I think that uh, you. You know, again, there's there's nothing like being the coach, right? There's nothing like mm-hmm. being the man that actually pulls the, the pulls the strings and does the thing. It's it's a whole different beast when you're trying to make decisions about what you would do through the eyes of somebody else who wants to make a name for themselves and or you know have an impact to be you know I, I'm not a puppet coach, I'm my own coach. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. Here. Yeah, because he was yeah, coach of the year. Oh, was he? Yeah. Really, he he's the year? only one. Because he coached for the Pacers, too. Oh, did he coach for the Pacers? Yeah, because that's what I remember. So he went. Oh, he uh, served as head coach. I got you. 297. I got you. Well, again, I, it's not the same, again, as a GM, as you were, as a coach. And, and I guess as a coach, it crashed and burned, right? I mean, you got coach of the year. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't pay attention too much. To it wasn't things. a Magic Johnson or a Isaiah Thomas situation right, for him. Right, right, where it went too god awful. Because he's won all three high honors as a player, as a coach, and as an executive. I got you. I got you. So okay, well, you know, I'll give I'll give him credit. But again, the bottom line, I think for me, is how you measure a coach is 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 championships, right? I mean, how many how many championships do you got, and and how often do you win them, right? I mean, how often, and 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 how can you and can you control? Can you can you be can you take a team that has two stars and get the best out of everybody else and have them step up and do the role just like Popovich Popovich is is they are the New England Patriots of the NBA. You know, they they are a system. You get in there, they plug you in, they take you out, they put somebody else in from somewhere else and they have the same success. I mean, it's the system it's in. Yeah, it's the system. Just- but and, and the thing is too, just like uh in a great analogy uh using a New England Patriot or comparison, uh I think that they also find players with high basketball IQs that can do a little can do everything. Like you can't go to play for pot and can can't dribble, right. shoot and pass. Right. And play defense. Right. You're gonna have to be able to do all four. Right. And just like New England, they get players that can run, catch, tackle, play special teams, teams, move different positions, play different different you know, they they get a player that's a utility guy that you can move around and and they and get football the players. Right. They don't that's the bottom line, they get football players. And speaking of them, uh going into it Yeah, absolutely it's a, well, a perfect lead in. Do you well yeah, you you see what's going on with your boy. They released Chad Ocho Cinco. No surprise there. And the reason why? Why he can't learn? He's having a problem learning the system. That and, doesn't and, surprise me. And, and so the argument was, well, how did he have seven one thousand yard season in Cincinnati? Uh, but then he also has some a guy by the name of TJ, who's your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That will help get him aligned uh, where he needed to line. And, and being a coach that had a somewhat of a complex system with me, and I, I know it's also our jo- job as a coach to smarten up your system for your players, but if they're not focused on it too, you can only do thus much. You well, know, right. well, I, well, I think there's also the other thing that's working against Ocho is that there's a perceived cancer uh, issue with him. There's a perceived thing that when he gets into your system, if things aren't going right, if he, uh, 
you know, is not feeling it, then he, he has a tendency to, to do his own thing. He has a tendency to, to go to the media. He has a tendency to, you know, break off on his own, not be a participant, not be a team player. And that, that perception is a killer. That perception is absolutely, it's the killer for T.O. when he was searching for a team, when he was in his prime. People were like, ooh, God, I don't know if we want to talk. And, and, and the fact that they were like, listen, it's going to take a special coach to be able to handle him because he, uh, just is, is, Seems too big for his own. You know what I mean? To his own for his I, own bridge. I'll say in a in this situation with Chad being in New England, he didn't cause any issues with the staff or with the because from the beginning he had a, a large respect for Belichick. Well, yeah, and, wants, they had a mutual respect. He wants to win a championship. championship. So he, he I mean, you he, shut your he, mouth. A, he he shut his mouth. He ate a lot of humble pie. Yeah, and, and I I really believe that he tried to work. Hard, but I'll say this: there, there's just some guys that just <laughs> that just struggle learning learning things. And no, absolutely. And, and, and here's the thing: when you're a superstar, when you're a superstar and you're super get you're super gifted and you're super athletic and you're far and above where everybody else is athletically. Um, when you get into different systems and people got to have you on their field from little kid all the way through high school through even college. They're going to bend and flex to make it work for you because they need you on the field. You're the star. We need to make it. We need to dumb it down for you so that we keep you on the field. Now, some players have a better IQ than other players. So if we got to have you on the field, but the system is you're not getting it, we need to dumb it down for you. We, as a coach, you need to try to, uh, and then you tell me. Yeah. You need to, you need to, that's why I call it spurting it up. Right. You need, to, <laughs> you need to, you need to bend the offense or the defensive scheme around it so, so that the person can, can function and be successful. But New England's just one of those places and I have their playbook. Right. And, uh, it's one of those places where I feel like Chad. I mean, they they're very similar to what I believe. I believe if you get a certain type of player, like everybody kind of goes and gets that kind of that mold that they have. Right. Well rounded, the guy could run, block, and catch. Right. And they get those guys and with high IQs, and they can learn. And and, and guys that are hungry, guys yeah. that come out and be like, listen, I was passed up on all these other teams. I, I got be- something to prove, and they go out there and they prove it. Because ha- until Randy Moss, half of the guys that play wide receiver for New England could not go and start at other places because the Dion Branch experiment failed when he went to Seattle. It right, failed. Right, right. No, absolutely. They're, and then he comes back and he's right, questionably there's, there's, a pro there's, there's, there's no question that the system is, is amazing. So we're going to take another break and we're going to get back on this when we come back. Uh, we're going to take a break, uh, continue on with more NFL. Uh, Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America OTS. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. What does building a family mean to you? 
Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to The Freddie Scott Show, Tackling the Game of Life, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we're back. Uh, we uh, were talking earlier about the New England Patriots, uh, specifically dropping Ocho Cinco. Uh, I would be surprised if another team picks him up. I know they tried to trade him, and there was no takers. So. I think people know that he'll be available for cheaper. Why trade when you could get him anyway? Yeah, yeah. I, I can see him coming to a place like Arizona. And the Pats? Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or Chicago. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because uh, Gronk gets his money. Gronkowski finally gets his money. Was it six years, fifty-four he, million dollars? Yeah, he took it early. He was like, you know what? You know, no well, guarantee because yeah. I'm gonna get banged up and look at all these other people that have gotten banged up and now they're asking for money and, and they can't get it. Peyton Hillis, how are you, sir? Exactly, same situation. Uh, Wes Walker. So, so yeah, Wes Walker. Wes Walker got money. So Gronk got paid, which is good because they need him. They need him in the system in in, in the worst way. And I think. I know Tom Hair Brady was like, "Hey, we got to we got to have him." The you best thing even... for a quarterback is a great tight end. Absolutely, absolutely, and not just a great tight end, a big one too. I yeah, mean, six, a huge, seven, physical, nasty one. Just a, and I think honestly, I think Hernandez is a better could, athlete. It, yeah, and I think Hernandez could go somewhere else no, to start he, and be amazing. Fact, if he didn't get in trouble at Florida, uh, Florida, he would have been a first round. Uh, right. I mean, he would have been gone before. What do you, what do, you do in Florida? I don't. He got he got in little trouble here uh, and there. Because he was actually, I had him as one of my top tight ends. Oh yeah, I I, I drafted in fantasy. Uh, yeah. Of course, Gronk started going off, so that was that. So, but that's the whole why Gronkowski family was doing. I, they had three brothers in at the same that time. That was amazing. That's that's what them some serious genes. Uh, Saints give a uh, new offer to Breeze. Man, uh, I, what 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 is going on? Well, you know, Tom Benson is a unique individual. He, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about him. It just oh, seems oh, completely asinine down there. That that's how he. Do, I mean, he's a renegade in in his own right. Like even when he was running for governor and stuff, oh, and man. you showed up and didn't have his sticker on your car. Yeah. Oh, see that. See, I, I, what? That's what happens when like management gets in and starts playing around. You know, ownership gets. And again, I get it. It's your team. You can do whatever you want. I understand. However, pause for effect. If you want to win the Super Bowl and you want to continue to earn revenue 
from this team, then you got to pay your leader. When has someone ever came to the Dome to see Tom Benson? <laughs> nah. fact, before Drew Breezy got there, when was the last time they had sellouts? I bet you not even not even his kids come to the Dome to see him. Think about after Katrina. Right. I mean, it's it's it's. It's beyond me, and again, I, I always, I like, I don't like to, to go out there and start making accusations and saying things. Oh no, like no, this go person. ahead and make it today. No, no, but you know, I mean, I don't want to jump on on the on the man and say, well, you know, he's an idiot, he doesn't know what he's doing, blah blah blah. I mean, I'm I'm guessing that there is there is some strife going on. I'm guessing that you know, Drew Brees is trying to recalibrate and rework his 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 contract. I'm I'm guessing that New Orleans is also trying to be the business. You know, Benson, wherever his mind is, is trying to do the right thing and try to. Whatever works best for him. Well, here's the two issues. I mean, because Drew Brees had been franchised when he was at San Diego. So how, you know, with the new CBA rules and being franchised again, that's the issue. Right. Uh, and I, I guess it would have been his third time he would have been franchised. So he's not allowed to be. So you're not allowed to be franchised three times or something? It's something like that. And now it changes because he's with a different organization. And we all know, I mean... Yeah, he needs everything. They the Saints took a chance on him when he had this shoulder pro, just had shoulder surgery. But at the same time, he took a chance on the Saints because they ain't didn't nobody, have nothing there. Yeah, right? They Deuce have, McAllister was one foot out the door. Right. And uh, so you have a situation like that. So now you have. I'm thinking, you know, where you put your ego aside and you look at, okay, I lost my head coach for a year. And Gone. you lost your my Villama, GM, GM, Villama. I mean, on and on. I mean, you lost a lot. And the one stable piece, not only for football, but for our city, has been Drew Breezy. Right. And you do do the right thing. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm guessing, and I have to guess, because it, it doesn't seem like rocket scientist, scientry to me. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to look outside of that thing and go, well, you need Drew Breeze. He's the best thing you've got going. Pay him. Period. Pay him. Take care of him. Do what you got to do because everything else is a complete cluster. Everything else is a hot, hot mess. And and, and I, for, for for the team, for for the the city, for like just your your ownership to attract other players to come to New Orleans, you pay him and you take care of him. And it goes back. I'm I'm a guy that look at what you do with the people that you sort quote unquote favor. Right. So if you're gonna screw. The one of the best things that has ever happened to your organization. Who am I as a free agent? Who am I as a young guy on this Zero. organization? When my contract is up, guess what I'm doing? Yeah, I'm looking at a place that will take care of his players. So usually, like when Pittsburgh Steelers let go of a player, that's it. Right. Most Steelers players, the elite ones, don't go anywhere else to retire right. because they, they end their career because they take the care of them. Family, right. The Rooney family takes care of them, right? You know, you don't leave Pittsburgh, right? Right. You love the place. You do what you got to do with it. And I don't think a lot of, I mean, Philly, Philly has that too. Philly has that where they, you know, they love if the they, players. If they're getting rid of you in Philly in this day and age, right. you're done. Right. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, although, however, pause for effect, Philly did have the thing with Deshaun, but I don't know if it was more Deshaun than it was Philly or it was a combination. But I, I again, I hate talking about, you know, contract disputes and all that stuff because, you know, down the line we'll hear, oh, you know, Drew Brees was being unreasonable because he wanted this, that, and the other. Or, oh, New Orleans was, was trying to cut, undercut him. And you just don't know. I'm going to tell you from a front office perspective, looking at both sides of it, I think that 
with football because it's not guaranteed contracts. You know, from playing advocate from for for a player side, you gotta get your money any way you can, uh, anyhow you can. Because you look at Peyton, you had all that quote unquote guaranteed money, but it's backloaded later years stuff like that. That money you'll never ever see. Right. And you you're lucky to get two contracts in the NFL. Well, listen, you're lucky. If the, it, if the average is three and a half for running backs and four over the league, that's one contract. That's one contract. That's so. That's one. Period. Done. And it's not even saying that that's a big contract. I mean, you know, you get drafted from third all the way down. That's not a big contract. And they can hold you for three years with that, and then you're done. And you didn't get a million. Five years deal. now. You know, they're getting. Well, yeah, but you didn't RFA. get the million dollar deal. You didn't get the the, the million. And, bonus. and then, then as a running back, if you've done a lot of carry the system like a lot of running backs have, and then when it's that time, guess what? They don't want to pay you because they know history has shown and proven that you probably won't be as good in the next two or three years because yeah. your body, you've taken a pound. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of running backs and other bears, a Forte comes out and says, hey, listen, you know, I, he just, I, I don't want to be a top paid. I, I'm not interested in any of that. I just want a long-term deal and want to be able to stay with the bears. The Bears need to pay the man, but here's what's going on too. <laughs> I laugh because that that's not happening. But it's you, not happening. you know, and and then they're sending information out saying that his knee he, he won't be able to sustain a long career because his knees. And Forte goes back a couple I weeks ago. I saw that. I saw the Twitter thing. He ran up the hill with, with the, the hundred pounds. pounds. Right. Uh, okay, I get it. Fair enough. Now, but here's the thing, though. Here's the situation, though. Once you start, once you start getting, um, uh. Once you start doing that, once you start, uh, uh, you know, throwing, you getting out in the media and putting out different things, and the player responds, then the, then the team responds, then the player responds. I mean, once you start that down that road, it, it only it only it falls worse. apart from here. It only it only gets worse from there because now you got to deal with people's feelings and, and 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 whether or not do you think the team is loyal to you or not loyal to you? Do you think the player is loyal to you or not loyal to you? I mean, then you start questioning things, and then okay, yeah, so you you squash it, you be professional, and you go and say, all right, I'll take what I can get and you go out and you perform but you know that in your heart of hearts that this team didn't really want you yep this team did not really want to pay you and as much as we'd love to say oh you know this is you're being professional it's a business where everybody understands that everybody knows that athletics is emotional by nature it's emotional by nature that's why we love it we love it because of the emotion we love it because it when you watch it on DVR it's not the same as when you saw it live. No. And when you see it live, you know, anything can happen. And that's the emotional part, and we love the emotional part of the game. And that's what makes players as great as they are. Pre-Tivo. Exactly. <laughs> and so and so, you can never, ever, and, 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 and I'm... And, I've thought this for you know as as throughout my whole career. Is it, well, you can say yeah, it's a business, NFL, it's a business, and that's the that's the high road, and that's the best way to you know, put it this way. But the bottom line is, is that if I'm a player for a team and I love the team I'm on, I'm giving it everything I got. I'm I'm going out there and I'm going to try to do something really really special, just because. I love my teammates. I love the team. I know that the coaches are, are looking out for me. I know they want me to be better. And, and I know that they want to win a championship, just like I do. So I'm playing all out. If I know that a team tried to trade me, wasn't really sure about me, thought I could do this, that, and the other, I'm going to take the high road, and maybe as a player I'm going to get emotional and go, you know what, I'm going to show you that you should have kept me, and I, and I was worth the money, and you're going to play like that, but... 
When things go south, you ain't going to do that. Very seldomly do they ever, once it gets to this point, very seldomly does it ever go back. It, it, you lose the integrity of that relationship. You and really you do. Never, it's, it's like you'll never go back to what you had. No, and, you, and, you won't. And your feelings about the city change and your feelings about your... your and your, even the fans, because... The fans know that you... And then if it's spun ugly and... If Forte comes out looking like he's the one that's being greedy, now Chicago's going, come on, Forte, just take the money, stop being greedy. And now Forte's got, well, you know, it's not me, it's them, they're holding this up. I just want a long-term deal. I want security for my family, I wanted all these things. And then the Bears are putting out, well, his knee ain't right and he's not willing to take, he's not willing to work with us. And, and the thing is, how did his knee get that way when he was 70% of your offense? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, it, you it, don't get, you don't get paid in today's sports. For what you did in the past, no, you get clearly. paid right. I mean, I mean the present. <laughs> clearly, clearly, and again, but that's the nature of sports. Nature of sports is that hey, anything and everything is possible. That's why you watch it. That's why you love it. Anybody, I mean, baseball players. I think baseball is probably the the least impact professional sport, obviously out there going. I think it's the least impactful on your body in terms of. You know, you actually taking hits and things like that. I mean, it's long. Don't get me wrong. I think it takes a real, real Iron Man to be able to play every game all season long. I mean, that's tough. I get it. I get that. But impact-wise, it's probably the lowest impact game that there is, unless you get beamed in the face with a baseball, and then that comes very real for you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, even the <laughs> – How often have you heard them say, Prince Fielder is out of shape? Right. It doesn't matter. Right. Exactly. Well, right. And so, so – even baseball, you can get injured, and, and then you don't get the value for your guy, and you don't get the value for their money, but you, you have to pay them because that's people want to see them, and, and, and you want them to be on your team, and you want to win, and so on and so forth. So I, I, don't, I don't get the I, – I don't get it. I don't get – they just got to pay them. But you, yeah, and you look at a sport like baseball, and to support Forte's uh, stance on this, in baseball, you can guarantee money, oh, and, yeah. and your base salary is better than starting uh, a vet salary in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. Same absolutely. thing with basketball. What minimum is eight hundred million or eight hundred thousand? But I guess, but I guess if you think about it, I mean, the business model for a team, like let's say, like hockey, and well, hockey's guaranteed too, isn't it? Hockey's guaranteed. I, I have no idea. Who cares? I'm not a hockey player. I'm not a hockey fan. Anyway, but. You, the, I guess the business model, and again, I want to see it the other side too, right? The, the business model is, is that no, it doesn't make sense to pay guys that you, that are high propensity to getting hurt all the time. I mean, that's just the nature of football. That's just the way it is. You're going to get hurt all the time. So yes, we got to pay players that we need on our team to, to win and all these things. But at the same time, we recognize that the danger of the sport. And so we can't, you know, we can't give you the kind of money that we would give baseball and basketball because the, the, the injuries are so high. The, the lifespan, life expectancy of the game is so short. So I get the business model. I get it. We're not going to give you guaranteed money because you go out, get blasted, done for the year. Boom. That's it. I mean, that's just the way it works. And that doesn't make business sense. I get that. But <laughs> you pay the players that, that, that take care I, of you. I'm going to say this. It's, I think in this modern-day era, unless they start doing these uh, rule changes, which it looks like they're going to, uh, especially with all the lawsuits, is guys aren't going to see, you're not going to see those nine-year running backs or 13-year running backs in the league anymore. Well, those days we'll are see. over. We'll see. Well, we're, we're going to take a break real quick and then wrap this thing up. We're going to cover a little bit of uh, boxing and we're going to get a little bit of this horse racing going on. We're going to see what's going on in the golf world. 
Uh, we may touch base on hockey. <laughs> we'll be back. Darnell Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America. OTS. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies join us every week for winning ponies with john Engelhart, racing's regular guy where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys trainers agents and handicappers in the world of horse racing this show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. <laughs> You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we're back. And uh, me, me and JD were just having a, a, a conversation. We were talking about, you know, who was the last running back to be with one team for the last, you know, for 10 years. And I, and I came up with Tiki Barber. I don't know if Tiki Barber was at the Giants for, but stay with the same team. Go 10 years, stay with the same team. 10 years plus and stay with the same team. And I guess, I guess Tiki Barber, but I don't know, I don't know how many years he was with the Giants. Maybe it was there seven years, eight years. I don't know. Uh, but then you, you, you know, we started talking about, well, then you gotta go back, you go back further to the bigger, the old school guys, you know, you're talking to Barry Sanders, and you're talking before that, you're Walter Payton, Eric Dickerson, those kind of guys. But, you know, free agency, you know, changed a lot of the way the, the changed the complete dynamic of, of the NFL, which it changed it and put the, it put the money in a whole different, whole different stratosphere, and, and it, and it, and it sort of, it was one of those things like when the union was formed, it says, okay, listen, guys, you can no longer tell, you know, you don't control a player's fate anymore. You don't get to hold a player until further notice. The player now has a right to go out and test the market and see what's going on out there. And I think that changed, that changed the face of the game. And it changed, um, like you, like you're saying, the, the loyalty of staying 10 years, both for the player and for the, and for the team. Yeah. Cause even if you're close to retirement, you just played it through unless you were like a OJ Simpson or somebody at the last leg and didn't get a Super Bowl, then they'll trade you to a team, a team that maybe go to, you know, may get a shot and they'll give you the best opportunity. And they did it out of respect and thought it was going to be a good thing. But I think that, you know, the, the nature of the beast now is, 
is it's it's a it's a fast and furious game. I mean, you show up one year and then the next year, who who knows? Uh, you know, Adrian Peterson found that out the hard way. Uh, Chris Johnson, not the hard way. I mean, they found out the way that it goes. That's the way the business is. You find out that's just the way the nature of the game, it's the nature of the sport. That's the way the business works. And, and not only that, you have people like uh, I don't know if it's on record yet, but like the Chicago Bears are bringing in a quarterback from Japan, and so now football, you're getting more and more people around the world. That are now competing for these spots too, so. Which, which is awesome. Which, yeah. which means we're gonna get bigger, faster, stronger, like this. Like this. We're gonna get, if, we, if we're now in, we're adding the world into the talent pool, right? Now we're getting the freaks of the freaks and the freaks of the freaks around the world. The biggest, the fastest, the strongest of people around the world. I mean, that's, that's gonna be. That's going to be so hardcore, and I, and I can't wait. I think it's going to be a great thing for him. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to get to boxing real quick. Uh, Pacquiao fights Bradley tomorrow. I'm going to tell you this. Oh. I'm disappointed in Pacquiao. Oh, here you go. He don't want pretty. Here you go. He don't. He don't want pretty. Here and you he go. might slip up and get get it done. To, get let it done. us not. He, he, he ain't gonna fight get, pretty. Let's not get. Pacquiao don't want pretty. He don't need to. It's his. His. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Somebody once told me that knows more about boxing than I do. And, and I was talking to a boxing guy and he says, listen, the reason that this fight is really, it's really about money, right? The bottom line is about money. Mm-hmm. And the promoter, why would he have to come up with a hundred million dollars and pay Pacquiao 50 and pay a uh, pretty 50 when we can, we, Pacquiao can fight other guys and make 20, 30 million dollars a pop and not have to split the purse with this guy, you know, 50, 50. And I think money wise, it makes sense. Now for the sport, for the sport, everybody. My sister, we had this conversation last night. I said, Danielle, she goes, I, I go, well, Pacquiao's fighting Bradley. And she goes, oh, I think Pacquiao's going to run through him. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you think? Yeah, I go, uh, she goes, but I want to see I want to see the Mayweather. The only fight I care about, because she's not, she's a f- boxing fan, but the only real fight she cares about is Pacquiao Mayweather. and Mayweather. And I go, well, would you, would you? Would you pay one hundred fifty dollars if they if they were going to fight? Would you pay one hundred fifty dollars for pay per view? She goes, mm, oh no. And I go, what about two hundred? She goes, nah, probably not two hundred, but one hundred fifty. I definitely would think about it. And and for the sport, it's great, but for for Pacquiao and for Mayweather, I honestly think that they 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 act like it, but I I still think that Mayweather's undefeated. Pacquiao's making thirty forty million dollars a fight, but Mayweather draws. I mean, Mayweather draws more money. I mean, it's just given. I don't know about that. But his, paper, bo- his earnings have exceeded everyone. The, the, but the bottom line is that Pacquiao doesn't have to fight Mayweather if he's making $20, 30000000 million a fight with somebody else. And he doesn't have to split the purse with anybody. He You're right. He doesn't guy. have to, but he'll make more money. He'll make $30 million more. But it's the, what I'm saying is and the, he'll promoter, it's the promoter. That, I, absolutely not. I, I disagree with that. You don't think he'll beat Floyd? I mean, Floyd wouldn't beat him? No. I don't think so. Uh, horse racing. On to the next. Uh, horse racing looks like there's not going to be any triple crown uh, threat this time around. I'll have another as set it down. Uh, uh, word on the street is, what is he, sick, ill, something like that? His he, hoof is, is cracked or something? He, he has some bad sushi. Yeah, something like that. So I'll count. I'll have another is uh, out. out. He is out of the Belmont Stakes. All I got to say is Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. And we're moving on to Tiger Woods in golf. Uh, gets it together, wins his second major this year. 
Uh, he's now tied with Jack Nicholas with, with 73 tour wins. And Jack Nicholas, Nicholas was there. And you know what? Uh, it was funny because I got in a debate about Tiger in this situation mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh, with a pub, uh, publicist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I think t- right before, you know, probably during the, while the uh, event was taking place, I said, I hope Tiger Woods embraces who he's, who he really is now. If he's that playboy, bad dude, wear your goatee, do your thing, and stick the finger to the world. Yeah. And, and, and just play. Because America's very forgiving. You win, all of a sudden, people kind of forget. And, and so with and the per- person was saying, no, he shouldn't do that. I was like, if he's the nice, trying to be the nice guy that everybody knows he's not the not. innocent, not guy. Right. So, and he's losing and he's too busy trying to play this nice role to appease them. He becomes irrelevant. He goes, he'll still get some endorsements being the bad guy if he wins and He'll be loved again because winning cures everything. Yep, winning cures everything. Uh, U.S. Open is up next for Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. So I, I, you know, I don't think he's done. I think he's, he's still got it in him. Again, you can play golf to your seventy-five or yeah. some some years. Uh, NHL playoffs. Playoffs. Uh, playoffs. Uh, sounds really boring. I haven't watched one game. Uh, I know that there's there's some big hockey fans out there. I'm not hating on your sport. I just don't understand it, nor do I get into it. Uh, Kings lead uh, the Devils three-one. Uh, looks like it's pretty much Dunsky. For, yeah. for the Devils. The Coyotes was fighting in there. I wish they... I, and I cared about the Coyotes because I thought, hey, you know... Um, hockey in the desert? Yeah, hockey <laughs> in the desert. That's that's pretty profound. Um, but, yeah, I, I I don't get into hockey. I never really... I, I You know, I didn't play it when I was growing up. I didn't have hockey friends. I didn't really have many friends that liked hockey like that. So. See, uh, growing up in Chicago. Right. That's the and, thing. In Lake Forest College, we had a hockey team. Right, and, right. So I didn't, I didn't, um, you know. Uh, okay. Entertainment, really quickly. Uh, Ray Bradbury passed away. He's the author of uh, Fahrenheit 451. And where is he from? He's from Walktown, baby. Waukegan. My hometown. Yep, his hometown. Uh, Bob Welsh, ex Fleetwood Mac guitarist, commits suicide. Uh, really sad business there. Uh, top three movies. Uh, we're looking at Snow White and Huntsman. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Are you going to see it? No. Okay. Uh, Men in Black 3. Seen no. it? No. I saw it. Did you like it? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Avengers. I heard the Avengers was all that. You didn't see that? No, I didn't see it. You saw Emma. (sighs) Yeah, exactly. My sister's like, but you, I still gotta see Iron Man. I haven't seen any of those. Uh, anyway, Prometheus opens up, and that's my boy, Rock of Ages, coming soon. Uh, we thank you all very much for joining us. We'll be back next week. JD Harris. Darnell Autry, Voice America, OTS. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.